Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Heart to Heart, an outreach ministry of New Vision for Life Kingdom Builders. Our ministry website is www.newvisionforlife.com, where we align our hearts with the heart of God. Please join our host, Bishop Etta Banks, as we get to the heart of the matter. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Praise be to God. This is Apostle Etta Banks, your host on Heart to Heart, where we get to the heart of the matter. And yes, I am the pastor of the very fine church, New Vision for Life Kingdom Builders, located in Gwinnett, Maryland. So if you're anywhere in the area, please come by and visit us. Go to our website, www.newvisionforlife.com, and find out the address and the times for our services. As always, it is great to be with you here on a Sunday morning. I thank God for it. It's another day to worship him and to honor him, and another day to be with you, another Saturday, another Sabbath day to spend some time with you. I want to say good morning to Tamika Shelton and her mother, Joyce, and Joyce in New York, and Lady Dorn, and Minister Tabika, Isaiah from Chicago, um, Deacon Thomas Farr. Look, y'all all know who you are. You are my favorite folks. <laughs> you are my favorite folks. And of course, there's those of you that are here that I don't know your names, but I see your numbers. And guess what? You are my favorite folks, single one of you that call in to support this show or to hear what's going on on Saturday morning. You are a blessing to us, and I pray that you're calling in because we are being a blessing unto you. It is a great day in the Lord, a great day. So I am grateful. Listen, beloved, I want to remind you that every single show that you hear and every single show that you don't hear, you can get them on demand by going online to www.pwnradio.net. Go online, look up Heart to Heart, and you can play back any and every single show that we have had. That's right. Any show and every show, you can get it on demand. So don't get upset if you miss it on a Saturday morning. I will be upset if you miss it because I like seeing you here. So but check it out. Share these shows with your friends. And in doing so, you also help to increase our listening audience. And you know it's such a blessing, such a blessing to be with you. So we're going to go ahead, my loves, and we're going to open in prayer. And as I am praying, I pray that you also are praying. Remember, this is the day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. And for some of you, this is the first fruit of the day because you're just waking up just in time to get on this show. So let's give him some praise, glory, and honor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father.
Father God, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you, we honor you, we bless you. We magnify your holy name because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega, and God, there is none like you. I thank you for all that you're doing on this day. I praise your holy name because you brought us safely through the night, O God. Lord God, what would we have done if you had not had your hand upon us? Holy Spirit, I thank you as you sent angels to be guarded over our homes and our lives and our possessions. I thank you, Lord God, that you let no hurt, harm, or danger come nigh us in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I pray that this day, as we align ourselves with you for the day, that whatever we had planned, O Lord God, we submit that agenda over to you, that itinerary. We give it over to you, Lord God. And, Holy Spirit, you lead and guide us according to your will for our day. I thank you, Lord God, as we truly submit everything unto you. Lord, every single need that we have, I believe that it is met in you. For you are our healer and our deliverer. You are, Lord God, our comforter. You are the banner over us, which is love. You are our peace. You are our father, Lord God. You are our provider. So, God, every single thing that we need, we can find it in you. So, God, help those that are homeless. Help those, oh, Lord God, that feel unloved and, and, and un, unvaluable, Lord God, those that don't believe that they have a reason to live. Lord God, help in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, not just help them, but help us to help them, Lord God. Lord God, you sent us here. You chose us, oh God, to be representatives of you. And as representatives of you, God, we represent you to mankind. We represent the love of God and the grace and the mercy of God. That that would come through us, Lord, so that others would truly get to know you, Father. So, God, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you, Lord God, that as folks look at us, that they will see you. They will experience you, Lord God, through us. So, Heavenly Father, be with us this day. And I thank you. Even when I say be with us, I guess that's a, a senseless prayer, Lord God, because you are with us at all times. You promise never to leave us nor forsake us. So, but I thank you for your manifested presence in this place, on this radio show. Breathe on us, Holy Spirit. Breathe. Breathe the manifestation of God in the air over us, in us, and through us. Lord, let your will for this hour, let it be done in the name of Jesus. I thank you again for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I pray for marriages. I pray for relationships, oh God, between husbands and wives and sons and daughters and mothers and fathers, oh Lord God. Lord, relationships in church, on on our jobs, in our place of employment, oh God, in our place of businesses, in our ministries. God, oh, would you ever be present, oh Lord God. God, I thank you as you forgive us for the sins that we have committed. And as you have forgiven us for those sins, God, that we would forgive others for the sins that they've committed against us. I pray so much, Father, for 
the spirit of repentance to be upon us, that we would turn away from our evil ways, we would seek your face, we would humble ourselves, O Lord God. And, O God, that you would hear from heaven on our behalf and that you would heal our land. I pray for this nation, for the president of this nation, for all of the um, political leaders of this nation, Lord God. Father, I pray again that your will is done, that your will is done in the White House, O God, that it is done amongst our uh, representatives and our senators and our city and state council people, Lord God, that that anyone that is in authority over us, Lord God, that their hearts be turned away from the evil ways and turned unto you, that their hearts of stone, O oh God, would be changed into hearts of flesh, that bitterness and prejudice, Lord God, would be eradicated, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, I pray that this nation, ha <laughs> Glory to God. This nation that was founded under God, Father, would return to the foundation, Lord God, on which it was built. Lord God, I thank you for who you are. May every single person on this line leave here today a little better than they were when they came on the line. May every relationship improve, relationships with one another and relationship with you. Lord God, may every financial need be met in the name of Jesus. I thank you that there is no lack among, amongst us, that according to your word, Lord God, that as we give, you give seed to the sower. So for every single person, oh God, that sows, sows into their church family, sows, oh God, into the uh Poor, Lord God, homeless, Father God, shows, Lord God, service to where they're needed in the nursing homes and hospitals, sowing into their communities. Lord, give seed to the sower, Lord God. Give seed to the sower that there is no lack. I thank you as you bring and build up and provide volunteers all over this world to help where help is needed. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you. But you have placed a great demand on us, a great mandate on us, and given us a major assignment to do. I thank you that you've provided the Holy Spirit that equips us to do just that. You have not put more on us than we can bear. So for this, Lord God, I say thank you. Go inside, Holy Spirit using us as well in the prison walls, the nursing homes, the hospitals, the shelters, the transitional homes, into the private homes, Lord God, of the rich, Lord God, into the homes of those kids that are away at school, Lord God, meeting them on those college campuses, those that are in boarding school. Lord, there's so much work for us to do. So much work. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I ask you by your spirit to continue to draw the laborers, that together we may accomplish the goal that has been set before us. Thank you, Lord God, as we reach out to the nations via radio, TV, and word of mouth through the books that are written, O God, 
the Internet, Lord, all the technical things that we have to reach one another. Lord, may all of these be used for your glory. I give you all the praise, all the glory, and the honor. Continue to bless me today that I may be a blessing to your people. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Well, beloved, as always, like I said, it's so good to be with you. It is so, so very good to be with you. Um, I know I mentioned the last Saturday, I believe. I think I mentioned it last Saturday. I'm not sure now um, about what, yes, I did, about what an awesome time we had at the event um, when we had the uh, wise men who were, who are a group of singing men, and they sang gospel songs, and they did the Motown Review. We also had the comedian minister, Rob Richardson, who blessed us tremendously. He blessed us tremendously. And I guess the reason why I mention it today is because right up until last night, I am still getting calls about the enjoyment that people had at this event, and they want to know, are we bringing these men back? And if so, when are we? And people are calling saying, please put my name on your list to contact me when you have these men again. And that is such a blessing. That is such a blessing. I am honored that they came and and ministered to us. We truly enjoyed ourselves. All of you that are on here today on the call that came out and financially supported us, Praise be unto God. I thank you for the financial support. I know you got your money's worth because that's what I'm hearing. People, I mean, even last night they were still talking about the food and saying how much they wanted more of it. You know, like it was just a, a successful event. It was a successful event. So, again, I do want to say thank you. Thank you to them and thank you to you for supporting us. Couldn't have done it without you. It would not have been the same. Praise be unto God. It would not have been the same. So let's see here. Last week, for the last two weeks, we talked about the um, the roles of a husband in the marriage. And last week, it was the roles of a wife in the marriage. And um, I guess most of you know by now that I am truly an advocate of marriage. I am truly an advocate of marriage. I love what God does. I, I love what he does. And the mere fact that he said that our marriages would represent the relationship between God and the church shows you how important marriage is to him, how important it is to him. And listen, not everybody is supposed to be married. Not everybody is supposed to be married. There are those that are supposed to be um, single, and, 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 and by God's design, there are those that are supposed to be single. There are those that are single that should be married because that is God's plan for them. That's his perfect um, plan and will for them that they are married. I do believe that every person that is supposed to be married, that there is someone out there for them. Um, But those that are not supposed to be married, there will be people that will present themselves to you and you will say no over and over again because you're not supposed to be married. 
And um, there will be some folks in the ministry that will disagree with me, and that's okay. I have no problem with that. Um, Some of our greatest men in biblical times weren't married, and Paul was one of them. And he spoke about the fact that when you are single, you know, then you can dedicate your entire self unto the Lord, and you won't have divided attention. And But when you are married, you have to... Um, and, and divide your 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 attention to that of the Lord and that of your marriage, and you with along with the marriage normally comes children and so forth. So time up and know how to balance that, and you can do that. You can do that. But if you're single, you can give God your undivided attention. And listen, no one is more important than the other. Either set the married set. Um, is is uh, no more, and um, when I say important to God, is is what I'm no Lord. What I'm trying to say is, um, because you are not married, you are not of lesser importance to God. That's what I'm trying to say. You are just as important to God as the married couple is to God. You are just as important. But God used symbolically the marriage to say, this represents my relationship with the church. And the church is the bride. We are the bride of Christ. He is the husband. And we are the bride. Jesus is the husband. We are the bride. So there is a marriage there between us. And this is one of the reasons why marriages have such a hard time. And um, but it doesn't have to be that way. But you know, the enemy comes against the relationship between Christ and the church. His 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 um, whole premise or purpose is to come to kill, steal, and to destroy. He wants to destroy that relationship. He does not want us to walk with the Father and to accept and receive that that he has provided for for us. He doesn't want us to succeed in the assignment that God has put before us. So he comes to discourage us in every single way that he can, whether it's through your wife or husband, your children, um, your significant other, your um, jobs, your businesses, your ministry, Whatever way that he can do so, that's what he plans on doing. You know, one of the things I like um, in talking about um, the the destruction that Satan causes, Satan does not care if we go to church. He doesn't care if we go to church. We've got more people in church that are doing nothing to spread the gospel. They think that they've done it all by getting saved and coming to church. So that doesn't bother him. That does not bother Satan at all. What bothers him is when we come to church, get the word, and then get outside of the church walls and start sharing the good news. Now, that bothers him. That upsets him to no bitter end. And Satan does not want us to share the good news. He doesn't want us praying for one another. He doesn't want us caring for one another. He doesn't want us representing Christ here um, on earth. He doesn't want that done. So he doesn't mind if you come to church. So go to church, folks. You know, he doesn't mind that. But if you are going to church and only going to church and doing nothing else in the body of Christ, 
then beloved, you're you 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 are selling yourself short. You're selling yourself short. And God wants so much more from you. And not only wants it, he commands so much more from you. He truly commands it. And I know we have no problem in calling on the Lord, telling him what we need, what we want. We have no problem in doing that. But then when we read the word of God and we need to find out what God wants from us, you know, then we're really, really lax on that. We are lackadaisical. We're slack. We, we're, we're not so eager to jump up and down and, and do what thus saith the Lord. But God has really put a command and a call on your life. And no, it doesn't mean that you are going to preach from a pulpit or sing, you know, from, from, from the pulpit and lead us in praise and worship. doesn't mean that you're going to have, you know, and so forth and so on. But he wants to use you to represent his love here on earth, use you to represent the grace and the mercy that he shows because he showed it to you. And you are to use your testimony and tell somebody else. You are to help somebody else come to the place where they realize that they need a savior just the way you realize that you needed a savior. You have a testimony to tell. You have a story to share. And shame on you if you're not sharing what God has put in you. Shame on you. I know one of my beloved beloved friends, bless her heart, I love her so, so very much. And she shared, she shared on the show how one day, you know, she got in some trouble because she loves to share about the Lord. She loves to do so. And she does so on her job. And some of the people weren't happy about it, you know, so they filed a complaint. They were upset, you know, that my sister was sharing the good news. Babies, look, I encourage you to share the good news wherever you are, but there is a way of doing so that you don't get in trouble for it. There is a way of doing so. And, there, of course, always there's a time and a place for everything. And there's a time to release that word, and there's a time to hold on to the word. But blessed be the name of the Lord. God will give you the time and the space to speak to people one-on-one to speak to them. If you're not in a place where you can speak um, corporately or together in a group with folks, do Bible studies in your homes. And, you know, um, and, and, and listen, 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 babies, listen. I, I love it because, you know, God has given us so many creative ways on how to do what it is he wants us to do. You know, you can get a group together. Y'all have the same interest, like support groups. There's so many support groups. And you can get a group of people together that you know that you have something in common with, and from there, y'all can share the word of God. You know, you can do this on school. You know, many people got that whole thing about school all messed up, you know, um, when they said they took prayer out of school and so forth and so on. Listen, as the teacher, you cannot in, it, initiate prayer in school. You cannot initiate Bible studies in school and so forth and so on. But the Students that desire and want to do so, they can do so. They can pray in groups. They can have Bible studies in school. And along with that, of course, that means every other 
religious group can do the self-same thing, but you can do this in public school. You can do this. There is a um, one of the uh, groups that I am getting familiar with called the, the, oh, my gosh, Foundation. Is it the Foundation? Uh, oh, God. Of um, Christian Athletes, the Fellowship, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And this is a program where they want mostly coaches because this is dealing with athletes to begin with. So they want mostly coaches or people that are interested in sports, have played sports, got an understanding of sports, you know, to get together with groups of of any athlete in school and they can have Bible study. It is Inter, an international program. It is an awesome program. And it's done, it must be initiated first by the student. And the student says, okay, to a group of their friends, look, why don't we get together and share the word? And it's not just Bible study alone. They are sharing with one another their, their issues in life, but they're seeking the word of God in order, you know, to find out what does God have to say about what's going on in their life. They pray for one another and so forth. And these sports teams, these athletes, some of them will get together before school. Others will get together after school. Some will get together doing a study hour in school. Um, Some will get together and not be on school property. They may meet at a Dunkin' Donuts or someplace like that, you know, and the thing just expands and it grows and it's awesome. So listen, I, I look, listen, listen, I'm telling you all of that because I want you to understand that you are a minister of the gospel. You, that every one of you that call in on this line, I know that you know the Lord. I know you know the Lord, or you would not be getting up on a Saturday morning to call into a radio show, so you must know God. You hear me? Okay, you must know him, because if, if I had my brothers, you know, I would be sleeping on Saturday morning. I would be sleeping, but because of the love of the Lord and what he's placed in me, and this is the hour he's given me to share with you, I'm up on a Saturday morning, and I believe if you're up, you have a love for the Lord, too. You want to know what it is you can do, how anything that may come about on this program to help to change your life and what you can take from here and share with somebody else. So, again, I encourage you. We give you a lot of information, you know, um, especially in dealing with relationships and especially dealing with your relationship with God. And there's so many other things that you have learned here on this show, you have learned. And, um and so I want to encourage you, ministers of God, that's right, that's you, that's you and you and you, that's right, you too, you are a minister of God. And I just want you to be encouraged to go forth. You know, some woman on a bus stop is waiting for you to say hello to her today. And so go and say hello to her. Somebody in the grocery store that's standing in line, that even though they're purchasing groceries for their family, but this person is depressed and probably very near suicide because they are going through so very much. And your words, your words of encouragement, saying hello 
saying God bless you, saying God loves you, you would be surprised at what you will be doing to somebody just by speaking and giving them some love. And that's one thing that New Vision is known for. We are a group of people that love. And, yes, we are imperfect people. And, yes, there are times we have attitudes. Not me, of course. I'm only joking, y'all. I'm only joking. But, yes, we, we, we get offended, attitudes like everybody else. But God is perfecting us. He is perfecting us through his love. And so when you do come to New Vision, you will experience the love of God. You will experience. And if there's anyone that comes in those doors and they don't experience it, I need you to tell me. Tell me. Because I am the love junkie. I love love. And you may say, well, hold up, Apostle. Where where are you going with that? God is love. And I love God. Therefore, if A plus B equals C, then B plus A is going to equal C. And A is God, and I love him. And A, 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 with A being God, and I love him, God is also love. Therefore, I love love. And I love it. And that's what you'll experience. That's what flows throughout our congregation. That's what you truly will experience is the love of God. So New Vision is a place where the love of God never stops. It doesn't stop. It's there. So I encourage you, you know, to visit us. And, again, not just to visit us. I encourage you to let the love of God show from you wherever it is that you may go, wherever you may go. So going back to these relationships, husbands and wives, I I wanted to speak this morning um, a little bit on uh, some of the things that women need, that wives need. And sometimes they're afraid to tell their husbands. They're afraid to tell their husbands. There was a survey that was done, and the survey was asking um, the needs, what are the needs of a wife? and that they have difficulty telling their mates what these needs are. So after the survey was done, they took the top five and kind of explained it all. And I looked at those five, and I wrote those down, and I'll share them with you this morning. But but in 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 this, I heard some of the love language, and you know we've talked about the five love languages. And um, so I, I heard some of that in this um, article. And I said, man, you know, like when, when you know some of the things that you know, you're able to see them in things that you do. You're, you're able to see them in the things that you do and or the things that you read, and you're able to see them when you're socializing and listening to people talk and so forth. You know, and, and that's the whole, that is the whole idea. That is the whole idea of learning these things. That is the whole. It's not just so you can say, oh, you know, I heard that. I, 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 I got it. Yeah, okay. Honey, put it to use. Put it to use. And let me take my hat off to 
my my love, uh, Joyce, Joyce, let me, Richardson, um, that's Tamika's mom. Let me take my hat off to her. The books that I have mentioned on this show, this woman of God has gone and got them. Some of them I mentioned. She had read them before I mentioned them, but she uses it. And, and I'm telling you, that that's what I'm talking about, saints of God. That's what I love to hear. You know, even when I prepare to, to preach the gospel and, and I ask the Lord to, in front of the church on Sundays, you know, when I'm praying prior to speaking, I ask the Lord to not just let what I say be a good word, but let it be a word that does some good. You know, we got some preachers, you know, man, I would sit under them just to listen to them speak because they give a good word. They know how to preach. Oh, my gosh. They know how to preach. They get all of this deep revelation, and I'm just like, wow, that is so deep. And then you walk out of there, and you don't remember what it was that you heard. Or you walk out of there, you know, and you say, yeah, it was good, and and you don't do anything with it. My prayer is always that the word is a good word, but more so that it is a word that does some good. And that's the one thing, like I said, that I appreciate about Lady Joyce, because the things that she has learned, I hear her when she talks to me, um, when she speaks to all of us on this show, and she says, you know, I got that book. I got that DVD. I learned so much for it. I'm using it. It's changed something in my life. Um, my husband and I, you know, know the five love languages, and we're able to speak the love language to each other, and it helps us to better understand one another. Darlings, that's what all of this is about. They're about that's what the Bible is about. That's what teaching is about. That's what it's all about for us to learn and not just learn it, but to put it in practice. You know, the difference between knowledge and wisdom, knowledge is you've got the book knowledge, you know it all. Wisdom is when you put that knowledge to use. That's what makes you wise. Knowing the stuff doesn't make you wise. Knowing it makes you knowledgeable. A wise man puts it to use. A wise man put it to use. So as I speak on the these five things that um, were the top five things that when they did this survey with wives, the things that they wanted from their husbands and they didn't know how to ask for it, I saw in the some of them, not every single one of them, but I saw in them the love languages. And when I get through with these five, when I get through with the, these five things, um, whether it be Joyce or anyone else online, I want you to press one on your keypad and tell me what love language did you hear the women saying that they needed from their mates? What love language did you hear? All righty, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna help y'all because maybe not all of you have heard me speak about the love languages, but let me just I'll tell you what they are. And then as I tell you what the needs that these wives said that they had, you tell me where you hear the love language. Okay, the first love language is words of affirmation. That's where the women are saying, oh, this is women or men, honey, the love language. The person is saying they need you to talk to them and tell them 
that you love them. Tell them that they look good. Tell them that you appreciate. They want you to affirm them with words. That's words of affirmation. The other is acts of service. The acts of service is the fact where your mate helps out in things that you need to do around the house or you're expected to do, and they help out in doing it. They take over some of your responsibility, and those things is an act of love for you when you see that they're doing those acts of service. The other one is receiving gifts. There are those that like to receive gifts. You know, you, you can tell them all the time you love them, you love them, but they consider love in them receiving gifts from you, and, um, and that is very important to them. So you need to know, and those gifts don't have to be expensive gifts, but that you're still blessing them and giving them gifts. Then there is the quality time, spending time with them, um, giving them personal attention. This is something, again, that very much so is needed. And, 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 and let me say this. We all need a degree of all of these things. Understand that. We all need a degree of each one of these things, but there is a primary love language that means more to you than any of the others. And so in doing that, you must realize what your mate's love language is is, and provide that speak their language. So there's the one, like I said, the quality time, spending time with one another. And then there is the physical touch. There are people that love to be touchy. They're touchy, touchy, touchy. And they want a physical touch from you, a hand on the shoulder, um, rubbing their hair, holding hands when you're walking, hugging one another. They look forward to that. They want that so very much. They need it. There are relationships, my God, that are starving to death caused Somebody, a mate, will not put their hands on their mate unless it's doing during sexual intercourse. And then they will touch them. But other than that, there is no physical touch. Beloved, it is a known fact that when babies are born, that babies have died who have not received physical touch from someone. That touch, that hug, them being held makes a difference in their little lives. So we have words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So those are the five love languages. So as I share with you the five needs, the five top needs that was done in a national survey the five top needs that wives have, and a lot of them have problems communicating them to their husbands. I will tell you what they are. You tell me what love language did you hear. All right, and the first one is going to be very easy because it says exactly what the love language is, and that is verbal affirmation, and that was number five on the list, that many women need that verbal affirmation. They need to be told that they are still beautiful. 
even though they've gained 10 or 15 pounds. They need to be told that they're still beautiful, even though their hair isn't as long as it used to be or 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 Afro-ish and, and now you've straightened it and the man doesn't like straightened hair, whatever the case may be. You know, but they, the, women, the woman needs to know that you care, that you adore her, that you admire her, that you appreciate what she's done, that she made dinner, tell her it was good. You know, so she needs those words of affirmation, affirming her. So that was, that was the fifth one on the list. Uh, then there is the undivided attention. Oh, the wives were saying, you know, like, I need my husband's undivided attention. I'll, I'm trying to talk to him about something, and he's looking at football. I'm trying to talk to him, and he's got um, his phone in his hand, and he's playing some type of game in, um, uh, on his phone. I'm trying to talk to him, and he's reading the newspaper. Men, and, and, and I know I'm saying men because, yes, we do have male listeners, I know the majority of my audience is female um, listeners, but listen, babies, and for the men and so forth, listen, listen. When you look the woman in her eyes and you speak to her or let her, you listen to her. Important, you listen to her, but look her in her eyes. And when you look her in her eyes, you are telling her that you value her. By giving her eye contact, undivided attention, stop the football game, stop the game that, that you're playing on the, the, the television, stop the game you're playing on your phone, stop reading the newspaper, stop it all, and give her your undivided attention. It is so important to the wives. Then the next thing was time alone. My goodness, time alone. If you are a wife, there is a good possibility that you are also a mother, a good possibility. Not all wives are moms, and that's understandable, but it matters not. This, the women were saying, I need time by myself. I need him gone, I need the children gone, I need the house to myself, I need to be alone, alone time. To make it even better, I need him to be home, I need the kids to stay home, and I need to get out of this house and be by myself. I need some time alone. I've got to get away from all of the drama, the stress, um, even the ministry, I need to take a break. I need some me time. Me time. That's what I need. And women feel guilty when they want to do this. They're, they feel bad because they want to get away from the kids. Or should I say children? They want to get away from the children. So they feel bad. They feel guilty. They don't want to spend every single moment of the day with their husbands. And their husbands might make them feel guilty. I don't know. But, but women feel bad about this. Beloved, it's a natural thing to want to be by yourself. And listen, if you are an introvert, you got those extra, extroverts like me. You know, I like company, 
and so forth. I like to be with people. Um, and and once a week at least I do take a day and try to be totally by myself. I try to be totally by myself. But if you are an introvert, you not only want to be alone, you need to be alone. That's right. You need it. You need it because as an introvert, it is out of your comfort zone to be around people all the time. And the majority of your days is, are probably spent around people. As a wife, as a mother, a grandmother, as an employer, as a minister, with, I'm an employee, and even a, an employer. You know, you, so you, daily you are with a bunch of people, and you are a natural introvert. So you need that time alone. Others may want it. You need it. So, and that's hard for some people to um, address with their mate. That is very hard for them. Then the, the number two thing was that romance, romance, romance. Most women are romantic. They are romantic. And they need the romance. They need their husbands to, to understand that, yeah, we've been married for 20 years. We've been married for 10 years. We've been married for five years. But I still want you to romance me the way you did the year before we got married, the five months before we got married. You brought me flowers. You sang to me. You wrote poetry to me. We took walks together. We hung out. We, we did things you, you loved on me, not having sex, romance. You did, you did this. We, we, we had a wonderful, intimate, loving relationship, and I need this. I, I need this. In having a romantic weekend, the woman in these surveys was saying they would love it. Ah, glory to God. Here, here. I mean, I just got goosebumps thinking about it. They would love it if their husbands would plan a date night. And the husband's planet, not the wife having the planet, the husband planned the date night. And not only planned the date night, he also prearranges for a babysitter, whether it's your parents or your neighbor kid next door, whatever the case may be, but you get a, he gets the babysitter. The woman will think that is so romantic, that you cared enough to do that for her. It is so important. There is a couple that I know that they date once a week, every single week, and have done so for years. And I do mean years. They have done so for years. They don't miss the date night unless there's some tragic, you know, family issue that is going on. But they have their date nights, and they will tell you that's one of the things that has kept them together because no matter how good or how bad things are in the marriage, they still say, we will date one another. We will take this time to be with one another. So romance was something that was needed. And the number one thing that, the wives said, was help. They need help around the house. They, 
they need help. Help me cook dinner sometimes. Help me with the laundry. Um, help me with the dishes. I wash, you dry, and put them up. You know, help with other household chores. Um, you can vacuum the floor for me, whatever the case. Help me when it comes to disciplining the children and setting down some rules and following them. You you know I'm in the kitchen cooking. The children are acting crazy. Grab them up for me. Don't let me have to be the one to stop the cooking. Get the kids. Tell them what's right, what you shouldn't do. Um, uh, extend punishment, whatever the case may be. Ground them, whatever it is. You do some of that. To, to help me with that. Help me with solutions for some of the dilemmas that we have. Why do I have to come up with every single one of these things that we have to do? Why Why must I be the one to do it? Help me do these things. So these were the top five, the top five needs that wives have, and sometimes they have difficulty, um, uh, difficulty, um, asking their husbands for they have difficulty asking their husbands for this, and as always, my beloved Joyce, praise be unto God, has pressed one on her keypad, and um, well, uh, this uh, well, in fact, both my Joyces have have done one on the keypad. I'm gonna take Joyce from New York first. I'm gonna take her. And uh, then Joyce from here in um, Baltimore, I'll come back to you, beloved. So just hold on for me. Um, good morning, Joyce in New York. How are you, sweetheart? Bless, bless, bless. Amen, amen. Praise God. In listening to these five needs, because I know you pressed one in the beginning of the show, but in and listening to these five needs that women have, did you hear any of the love languages that are you aware of? Um, I couldn't remember the first part, but there's um, aspiration. So the verbal affirmation. Yes. Yes. Okay. And that is affirming. That is the person telling you, you know, words of affirmation, them telling you that they care and so forth. So that is definitely one of them. And so I thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you, beloved. I'm going to put you back on hold. All right, my dear. Okay. Joyce, my love, how are you today? Fabulous. In a word, fabulous. As you were saying that you were going to call on me, my wonderful king, my husband, Bless his heart for sweetened, oh, hot, and ready. Uh, his gift, that, that's the most important thing to say in this. His, his gift mm-hmm. is the act of service. And that's what he mm-hmm. gives me, his gift, which was an act of service, bringing me a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Now, zooming back in on what you're asking, I'll start with number five, uh, needing verbal mm-hmm. affirmation. Of course, that would mm-hmm. be words of affirmation. You know, talk to me. Right. Tell me that I look good. Tell me that I still got it going on. Uh, my famous thing to say about that is the same thing it t- took to get your baby is the same thing it takes to keep her. 
You used Amen. to talk to me for hours on the phone. You used to sing and croon, you know, and, and we would be online all night long. And now you get all married right, and then. you don't talk. All right. <laughs> uh, number, uh, the second one you gave was undivided attention, and uh, mm-hmm. that is quality time, okay? Quality yeah. time, even when you when you got children, when your life is busy and chaotic, can you believe that you can go and sit in your car for 15 minutes? And have yes. quality time. Okay. Yeah, you can close yeah. the door in the bathroom and just have some Come quality time. Baby, on. I just wanted to tell you that I thought about you at work today, and I just want to give you just an extra hug and to tell you how much I appreciate you. Again, words of affirmation are in there, but that little quality yeah. time, just that little quality time. Uh, the yeah. time alone, okay, time alone to me, actually picks up two qualities, which is an act of service. For you to give me quality mm-hmm. time is an act of you giving me service. I, you've been working all day, baby, and I, I just want to give you some quality time, okay? And I and an act of service is me giving you that, okay? So it's mm-hmm. actually just loving, like Christ would love the church, sees a need and just steps right in. <laughs> the romance yeah. part, of course, is physical touch, physical touch, Without sex, but ain't nothing wrong with putting the sex on the end of it. Okay, Amen. but physical touch, Amen. and and I'm I'm even talking about your girlfriends, your anybody that you encounter during the course yes. of the day. Sometimes you know that there are people. If you just put your hands on their shoulder, say, "Baby, it's gonna be all right." A girl, you mm-hmm. sure look good. Just, just mm-hmm. you know, it's just. So it's not just the man woman thing. This is a lifestyle. And then the the one with help, the help, again, is another act of service, okay? A husband sees mm-hmm. a wife struggling to bring that vacuum cleaner up, and he picks my husband, picks it up, and carries it on up the steps for me, and all of those things. I can't screw the top off the jar, and I got all of these little devices to try to do it, and he just, oh, man, he just takes them big, strong, masculine hands and pops it open, and I am just moved for hours, <laughs> Needless to say. But again, it's because my husband and I are on one accord with that. We don't have a perfect marriage, but we try to read the mm-hmm. same books. We try to study the same thing. Mm-hmm. We go to the same church. We try to, you know, and like I said, when you bought that book up, girl, you just resurrected my soul. I could speak on this topic forever. <laughs> Because marriage are suffering for lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And this book gave so much gushy, gushy knowledge that you cannot deny. Mm -hmm. And and I I want to ask men and women, women, if you know Mm -hmm. your husband's love language, like I know my husband's love language is act of service. When I pull my truck Mm -hmm. around that corner, I'm looking to see if 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 the yard is cut. Those things that mean to uh-huh. him, if the hedges, if the hedges are trimmed, things that he does mm-hmm. that he calls himself doing for me, acts of mm-hmm. service. This is for you. I'm keeping the yard done. I'm keeping the house painted. I'm keeping keeping the roof taken care of, the cars and this, that, and the other. So if you know his love language, but if you know he's the kind that likes some some jewelry. Because needless to say, uh, I would never want any jewelry. But if he's the kind that likes some jewelry, he wants, he likes rings and he likes watches and this, that, and the other. If you know that instead of buying him a shirt or a tie, you save up Come your on. money and you buy him a little piece of jewelry. 
Okay, I Amen. stopped giving my husband shirts and ties. When I give him a shirt and tie, it's already in the closet. It ain't a gift because that's not his love language. It don't mean it don't mean nothing to him. It's just that I want that mm-hmm. shirt to color coordinate with my outfit that I'm wearing on Sunday. So it's mm-hmm. about me. So it's once you learn these things, you are so empowered, so empowered. Mm-hmm. Okay, if he needs something from the store and I go get it, that's speaking his love language. Mm. It's an act of service yes. because that's yes. his love language. Okay? If he's trying to do something for me, he brings the cup of coffee to me. Little mm-hmm. things, like when he gets up in the morning, he puts my toothpaste on the toothbrush. How but, many uh, seconds uh, of life, how many seconds of his life does that take? But what it speaks to me is volumes. Okay, you yeah. thought about me before you even went to the gym this morning. Okay, mm, and so mm, I'm in mm. love. I'm in love with that man all day long, all day strong. <laughs> okay, uh, and I have another girl, yeah. another girlfriend whose 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 uh thing is gifts, and her husband knows she likes cracker jacks. Every once in a while, he mm. puts a box of cracker jacks under her pillow. Oh, so bless the Lord. It don't take a lot, but I just implore, I beg you, young people, I beg you to learn these mm. things. And Because what we do is we spend all of this time trying to do and trying to please, and we don't have a clue, okay? This book gives you a mm-hmm. clue. It gives you a clue, and when you got a clue, you go right for the bullseye. You don't try Amen. doing things that's way out there to somebody else's gift. You bought it on home. You've studied your own garden. You know what makes mm-hmm. your garden, your wife grow, your husband grow. And uh, needless to say, mm-hmm. this, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I get a little carried away when <laughs> I have a passion right. for, for marriage, too. <laughs> so. Yes, bless me. Amen. Ooh, yes, my and I tell, and I and I know just y'all you're you're talking about this has made you be in love all over again, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can just feel it. Yes. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. Look, you know that y'all can feel her love for her husband all over the mm-hmm. air. You can feel it. And if he's sitting someplace listening, he's probably thinking right now about mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. so so, so, folks, listen, this is what I mean about don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a hearer and a doer also. Be a hearer and a doer also. And, um, Joyce, look, look, see, somebody already responding to what you said. They said you need to be a marriage counselor. Because we have what's called marriage mentors, you know. You would make a great mentor. Um, you know, people, they get hung up with the whole counseling thing, but being a mentor, I'm sure every person that's on here that heard what you said can take away from what you said. They hear the excitement in your voice. And, and I, you know, you said something. I was thinking it, and you said it. I hope that they realize that this is not some young 20-year-old woman speaking, Okay. And you said, young women, young men, you know, take take this, you know, you, you know, y'all. She's over thirty. <laughs> okay, I'm not telling how old you I, are. I'm, I'm six. I'm sixty-seven and going, and he's seventy-two. Go ahead. 
Okay, and that brother still got it going on in all the ways that count. <laughs> Shut up. Y'all, there is still hope. <laughs> there is Amen. still hope unto God. 67 and 72. So, you know, there is no excuse for any of us. You know, there's no excuse. And um, look, look, my... Uh, um, the, the person that said you should be a marriage counselor, she just said, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, looking at the age. You know, y'all, I'm telling you, come on, get up off your hind parts and get the book, The Five Love Languages. Learn your mate's love language. Help him to learn yours. And y'all bring some love back into your relationship. Bring it back. Now, remember, and I'm already past my time. It's 10 o'clock exactly. But let me say this. Remember. Now, when we hear Joyce talking, you can hear not only the love they have, that, that unconditional love, they also have some in-love stuff because the way he makes me feel, you can hear that. That's that in-love portion of it. But when things aren't good, that unconditional, I love you. I love you. I have made covenant with you. I'm going to make this thing work. We're going to be together. I took you for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And right now you acted ugly, and I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm going to love you anyway. And that's how you're able to hold on and make things work. But it's so much more fun when you can also have that feeling. But the covenant is what's the most important. But she also has the feeling. So, babies, look, I love you. Let me give you words of affirmation. I love you. I love you, and I can say in my circle of blessings, I love you with all my heart, but no matter how much I love you, know that God loves you more. And today we have spent quality time together. We have spent quality time during this hour together. And the gift that I give to you today is the, is the gift of love. I can't give you something tangible, but today we've given you some advice and some words that will help you to do better and end your relationship. And we have spent an hour together, so we have had quality time together. And unfortunately, I cannot reach out and touch you, but you know something? You, right now, if there's somebody in the room with you, you can touch them. If they're not, put your hand on your heart and say, this is from Apostle Banks. She loves me. And give yourself a touch knowing that through the air, that I am touching through the air. The Holy Spirit, the comforter, is comforting you even in this moment. And for all of you that are single and don't have someone to do these things, know that Jesus Christ, via the Holy Spirit, is doing this with you and for you. If you are not connected to a church, get connected to a church that you can receive these acts of love, these five languages of love, you can receive them because you have joined a group of like-minded people, people that love the Lord. And some of these or all of these should be extended to you. Babies, I love you. I praise God for you. Meet me back here again next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, and we will see what the Lord has for us. Take care. God bless you, Joyce. I love you, my love. Take care. God bless you all. 
Thank you for listening to Heart to Heart with Bishop Etta Banks. Heart to Heart is an outreach ministry of New Vision for Life Kingdom Builders. Please visit our ministry website at www.newvisionforlife.com. As always, beloved, I pray that God will bless you and bless you mightily. And as he does, you will turn around and bless someone else. And then that person will turn around and bless someone. Then that person will turn around and bless God Almighty for the blessings that he bestowed upon them. And then God in his awesome and infinite wisdom will turn around and bless you one more time because you knew what to do with the blessings he bestowed upon you. I thank God for the completion of the circle of blessings. I beseech you, therefore, in the name of Jesus, that you go forth today and be a blessing to someone. And when you do, do so on purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.